Well, hello, everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com. Getting ready for another seven days of fat burning, and, you know, we're getting ready for spring here, and we're just celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and we're all ready to really uh, change things up here for our North American audience and people in Northern Hemisphere over there in Europe. We're getting ready to think about losing fat for summer, and uh, my friend John Romanello put out a great program this week, and we're going to get some tips from him this week to help you lose more fat in the next seven days. Now, this weekend, I'm actually off to California. I'm going to go speak to some personal trainers about something, a new site that I have called internetindependence.com, and I'm also going to share with them how I built up turbulence training and how to run their own contests. And speaking of the contests, we actually have our 10th contest coming to an end. It's going to be uh, our 12-week phase of the 10th contest is going to finally have our finalists submitting their entries, and we're going to have those online soon and let you vote on our winners. All right, but let's get into our transformations tip of the week. For Monday, March 21st, the first day of spring, and we're going to start with Kekich Credo number 82. that says, question everything. Don't believe it's true or right just because it's conventional. And so I, I added to that. And I said, if what you are doing now is not working, then you must change. So think about that in terms of fat loss. If what you are doing now is not working, then you must change. Don't rely on normal things to get ordinary, sorry, even to get extraordinary results. It simply doesn't work that way. Normal and average behaviors only get you normal and average results, which aren't very good these days. So you really have to be quite serious and remarkable in order to get those extraordinary results. Now, a lot of people don't have a lot of time, but I had another great quote on Facebook that got a lot of people liking this one, and I said, you don't find time, you make time. So you don't try and find time for things that are really important. You sit down, you make time in your schedule, you plan those out. That's the only way you're going to get things done, and that's what you have to do with your fat loss program. All right, so let's get into our training tips for this week. Coming from John Romanello, we're going to give you a real advanced circuit here, complex, barbell complex, and uh, we're also going to give you some density training in a bit. So this complex here, and I'm sure you're going to see more of these in future TT workouts based on the slight little twist that John put into this complex. So it's five exercises. It's a power clean, a front squat, a barbell row, a push press, and a Romanian deadlift. And now those are certainly some advanced exercises. But here's what John recommended. What you're going to do is take a weight that you can normally do 12 times for the weakest exercise in that bunch, which which would be the push press. So if you can do a push press using the empty bar 12 times, that's the weight that you're going to use. If you can do a push press with 95 pounds, you're going to use that. So you choose the weight based on how much weight you can push press for for 12 reps. And then you're going to go through this repetition scheme for your workout. You're only going to do five repetitions per set in the standard version. So you can do five rounds of that circuit. You can do power clean for five reps, then immediately do front squat for five reps, then barbell row for five reps, push press for five reps, and Romanian deadlift for five reps. And then you rest two minutes, and you go through that up to four more times. Now, there's another way to do it called a descending ladder, and that's where you do one fewer repetitions per set each round. And so John had it set out where you do six repetitions in the first round per exercise, and you rest 75 seconds between sets. And then the next time you go and do five repetitions per exercise, and you rest 75 seconds, then you do four 
repetitions and rest 75 seconds all the way down to one. Very, very intense workout. And so that's what you can do with barbell complexes, adding that ladder repetition scheme in there to make things more entertaining, but still very effective. All right, so that's it for our training. Let's move into Tuesday's research tip of the week from the journal Obesity, and it is called The Comparison of a Technology-Based System and an In-Person Behavioral Weight Loss Intervention. So it was American researchers studying a technology-based weight loss system and wanted to see how that interacted with getting behavior advice from experts. So they had 51 obese subjects, about an average age of 44. And they put these obese subjects in a six-month weight loss program, and they assigned them to one of three groups. So in group A, they had just standard behavioral weight loss advice. In group B, they had standard behavioral weight loss advice plus a technology-based system. And we'll talk about that in a second. And the third group was only the technology-based system. So the technology-based system included an energy monitoring armband and a website to monitor energy intake and expenditure. So it basically just told you how many calories in and how many calories out. And so that was it for the technology. For the standard behavioral weight loss stuff, they attended weekly meetings. So there was one group that was only weekly meetings, there was one group that was only technology, and then there was one group that was weekly meetings and technology. So let's take a look at the results. And the results were significantly different between groups with the group that had both weight loss meetings and technology, they had a hundred percent attendance or sorry, retention. So everyone in that group stayed through the six months. Very impressive. With the behavioral weight loss, the meetings only, only fifty three percent of people stayed. And with the technology, seventy seven percent of people stayed. So pretty impressive results there for the technology. And what they found was the weight loss looked like it was a little bit better in the group that both got both, sorry, it was significantly better, I believe, in the uh, behavioral weight loss and technology. So they lost almost 20, or over 20 pounds, and the behavioral weight loss only lost about 8 pounds, and the technology group lost about 12 pounds. So it was all, every group lost weight significantly, but the combined group of getting the weekly meetings and having that technology had the greatest results. They also found that there was a significant increase in all groups for activities, so they were getting tools to do more activity. And surprisingly, the technology group, which only had the little thing on their arm, they didn't actually go to weekly meetings, they had a really big increase in how much activity they had each week, so they'd burn an extra 1,000 calories per week, which isn't a lot when you really think about it, but these are over, or sorry, obese people that were sedentary. So for them to burn an extra 1,000 calories per week compared to normal just by wearing a little thing on their arm that told them how many calories they burned, that's pretty impressive. So bottom line, they, they really believe that the technology produced similar weight loss as the other groups and it really improved the physical activity compared with the behavioral weight loss meetings, and so it was a lot easier, and so they really believe it's an effective short-term alternative to costly and cumbersome meetings. So they're really going to take a look at that. So uh, the body bug is a very popular calorie-burning 
recording tool that is out there, body, B-U-G-G, dot com, I believe, is the website, or it might be, just be 1G, I can't remember, but uh, my friend Holly Rigsby really likes that thing, and she uses it all the time. So take a look at that type of monitoring device if you are the type of person who really benefits by looking at numbers and and getting into a competitive mindset to see if I can burn more calories today or burn more calories this week than I did last week. Very interesting information. All right, let's move into Wednesday's workout tip from John Romanello again. He uses density training to cram in more sets and reps and volume so that you get more work done. And I use this too, but he uses it a little bit differently, and I want to share his version. So he's going to choose two mega awesome exercises like squats and push presses, and then again, you're going to you're going to use a weight that you can do only 12 times for the weaker exercise. So that's push presses. And then what you're going to do is do squats and push presses back and forth as many times as you can in five minutes. But you're only going to do about six reps per set. So it's a weight that you can push press 12 times, but you're only going to do six reps of squats, then six reps of push presses, and alternate back and forth for that entire five-minute period. And you'll be pretty beat by the end. So it's five minutes, you want to record the total number of reps you did for each exercise, and that type of training permits you to come back in next week and see if you can beat that, okay? So that's how you ignite the fat-burning dynamite with the density training. All right, into Thursday, our trainer tip of the week, and this time we're going to get something that John has also told me. Now, he's borrowed this from the kettlebell expert, Pavel Sutsalin, and... Uh, it's called the Grease the Groove Strength Training Tip. And so John and I were actually talking about using this on my push press because we had talked about how it was kind of weaker compared relatively to many of my other exercises. And I just don't do it a lot. And so he's going to have me doing push presses four days per week, doing three sets of eight repetitions each time with a weight that I can do about 12 times. Now, a trainer can use this, especially with clients who want to do more push-ups, uh, more chin-ups, Basically, you're just going to do higher frequency of training, but not anywhere near failure. So if you have a client who can do 10 push-ups and wants to do more, you might have them do push-ups four days per week, three sets of eight, and that way they'll improve their push-ups over time without going to failure. You don't want them to be sore because they're doing that training on a relatively frequent basis. All right, now let's move into Facebook Friday. And i got two questions here. The first one is, is there a big difference in how you train women and men? And the answer to that is absolutely not. Uh, there are some mental blocks that I often have to work with when I'm training women in person. So I'll kind of cheat, and I'll use more bodyweight exercises. And alternatively, I might use one set instead of three sets, because we talked about that a little bit last week and how one set's probably just because three for post-workout metabolism. But women don't like to lift a lot of dumbbells, uh, heavy weights, that is. They don't want to do three sets of 10 repetitions for a chest press with dumbbells. But if you have them do three sets of 10 push-ups or three sets of five or six push-ups or whatever they can do, they don't think that that's going to make them big and bulky. It's when they get weights in their hands that they get that mindset. And so that's a little cheat that I'll use on on female clients is I'll always look to use the body weight exercise version of, an, of a weighted exercise. And then if I'm going to do a weighted exercise like dumbbell chest presses, sometimes I'll just do one set and I'll use more exercises in the program than I would with a guy who might just do three exercises for four or five sets each. But other than that, 
you know, those changes are only to get the same results uh, while making the client's mindset at ease. But everyone does the same body weight warm-up and generally the same resistance training supersets and exercises and the intervals at the end. And that's how we get our clients the best results. The next question I have is from Mike, who asks, what are the two best types of curls? So he asked me this on my Facebook Q&A I did this morning because I was looking for some questions here. And really, I just said to him, he probably didn't like my answer. I said, curls and a different kind of curls. I mean, there's no magic muscle and fiction exercises for curls that are the best. It's basically lift basic, lift heavy, recover, eat, challenge yourself to three to four sets of eight to 12 reps, and that's it. There's no super wicked awesome best. All right, into Social Sports Saturday. Oh, and if you want to post a question, please go to TurbulenceTrainingFanPage.com and let me know how I can help you. Now into Social Sports Support Saturday, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes here. The first one is one that I've been saying for years now, and I'm really committed to this one. I really believe in it. And I say that fat loss is simple once you realize how hard it is. And it's kind of, you know, the analogy is like lifting a heavy cement block off the ground is simple, but it's very difficult. And that's the same with fat loss. I mean, the principles are very simple, but it is difficult to do it. But once you accept that it's difficult to do that, or once you accept how difficult it is to lift the heavy cement block off the ground, you don't just keep trying to pick it up on your on your own. You go and get some help. And that's what you do with your fat loss, is you know how much effort and honesty and responsibility, long-range planning, creativity, intensity, discipline, thought, and control that the process is going to take, if you accept that, then it's going to be simple. You're going to go, okay, all of this stuff is required. Now I just have to implement and put this stuff in action. Then you're going to have success. It's not easy, but it is simple. It's not going to happen from any magic pill or any magic exercise. It's from all of those things that I listed. Now, if that brings you a little bit of stress or if anything's bringing you a little bit of stress in your life, here's another a little quote that I posted on Facebook that got a lot of uh, great response. Basically, I found this in a book, and the gentleman's name is Richard Carlson, and he just wrote this, ask yourself this question, will it matter a year from now? So if you're stressed by something, just think, is this going to matter in a year from now? Is this going to matter in six months, three months, three weeks, three days, or three hours? Is it really going to be that big of a deal in any of those time frames? And the truth is, it's probably not going to be a big deal in three months, three weeks, three days, three even three hours. The things we get stressed out are often little things that don't really matter. So don't let that happen to you. Just try and reframe the stress into the reality that it is. All right, now finally into Sunday when we talk about nutrition. And I want to give you three controversial nutrition switches I'm going to leave you with this week. Uh, for you to implement on on your own to help you get more fat loss results. And the first one is this. Whenever possible, switch out a processed or altered slash modified carbohydrate and replace it with a fruit, vegetable, or nut. For example, instead of having toast or cereal in the morning, have an apple and eggs or add spinach to your eggs. Try and have whole natural foods that have not been modified by man. That's a little more advanced, you know, to, to say, well, you shouldn't have whole grain toast. You should have an apple instead. Sounds like a minor detail, but it might help you out. So if you're struggling, you want to take it to the next level. Take out the modified carbohydrates and eat real food, one-ingredient foods instead. 
Instead of having a processed carbohydrate with your morning coffee, have a one ounce of raw nuts, maybe almonds or walnuts. And with steak at night or meat or whatever you're having, instead of having pasta or bread, have an extra serving of vegetables. Pretty simple stuff. Our second nutrition switch is this. If you often find yourself binge snacking at night, try having a bigger later afternoon healthy snack. So when you come home from work, really load up on vegetables and hummus or fruit or another ounce or two ounces of raw nuts, and then end up having a later dinner, if obviously your family and life permits this. But I moved this to that schedule a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I grew up as a kid having pop and chips every night from when I was five years old. And now because I was so active, I never became overweight. But had I continued that and stopped exercising and, you know, still had that same type of snacking behavior that I had when I was a kid, then obviously I would have a lot more body fat. And so I was in, you know, had that ingrained into my life to have that snacking after dinner. And so I really found that that type of behavior was going on even to university. And so I thought, hmm, what if I just, you know, have a bigger snack in the afternoon and delay my dinner and maybe eat around 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, a little more European style, and it's really turned out to be fantastic. And and I actually really enjoy it. It makes for social evenings if you go out for dinner at 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Um, and these days, most of the people that I hang around with are pretty busy till about 6 o'clock at night, and so we go out for dinner later on. So that is one thing that you may consider doing because eating a healthy dinner and staying within your calorie limits late at night is not going to make you overweight. I often eat my dinner within 30 minutes of going to sleep and often big dinners. But if you have your regular amount of calories by 6 o'clock and then you eat a pint of ice cream or a bag of chips in front of the TV, that's the kind of thing that's going to make you fat. And then finally... Our third nutrition switch, if you're focused specifically on fat loss, you do not need to add sugar or any variation of sugar to your post-exercise drink. Now, I've interviewed Dr. John Berardi, my friend Isabel de los Rios, and Brad Pilon about adding sugar to a post-workout fat loss drink in 2010, and they all agreed that for fat loss, you don't need to add any sugar. So, this is for people who, you know, read about post-workout drinks and, and they say, oh, you know, you've got to have all these carbohydrates in your, in your drink after you do intervals or after you do a resistance training workout. And if your main goal is fat loss, it's not necessarily true. There's never been a research study that I know of that's shown these high-carbohydrate drinks after training, high-carb and high-protein, to be any more effective than protein only. Now, they've never even done that study. And so really what you have to think is, do I need to add sugar to my diet if I want to lose fat? And the answer in most cases is no. If you're an endurance athlete, if you're a bodybuilder and want to gain a lot of muscle, then yes. But not if you just want to lose fat. Don't force sugar into your diet at any time. All right, so that's it for this week. Next week I'm going to come back with training tips on the deadlift and bench press. We're also going to do some research reviews of crazy aerobic fitness and new interval training. And also we're going to talk about green tea and fat loss calorie burning. What's the truth about green tea and fat loss? All right, so that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the tips from John Romanello and myself. We'll talk to you next week after you have another seven days of fantastic fat burning. Bye-bye, everyone.